welcome to the Thankful Homemaker Podcast, a podcast to be an encouragement and blessing to each other in the role God has called us to as women. I'm so thankful you stopped by, so grab yourself a coffee or tea and sit with me a bit as we talk about how God's Word impacts every area of our lives as Christian women. Hello, friend. Welcome to the Thankful Homemaker Bite Size. These are quick listen episodes. I'm going to be sharing some thoughts from past posts and podcasts, maybe what I'm reading in the Word, maybe from books that I'm reading that have encouraged me. And these are just going to be short. They're meant to give you a little shot of encouragement for your day. I don't have a set schedule on how often or when they'll come out. I'm thinking I'm going to put them up on Fridays. And these are in addition to the regular podcasts. And I'm also struggling with what to call them. So if you have any ideas, I started out here today with bite size. That may change. Coffee chat came to my mind. But I'm fully open to ideas. So if you see it pop in your feed the next time and it has a different name, it's because I changed it. But for now, I'm going to call it Bite Size. This is the intro episode, so this one will really be the longest, but I really want them to stand out to you. The The purpose of these is to only be five to 10 minutes long, maybe shorter than that even. And I want you thinking, hey, I can sit with Marcy and have a quick cup of coffee and just sit together with her. That's really all they are meant to do. So as I said, this one is longer because it has the introduction. But make sure if you are a podcast listener that you subscribe wherever you listen so the new episodes will automatically show up in your app because I I won't have a post for these up at the blog. They probably won't always go out to subscribers either. So you're just going to see them pop up in your app when they pop up. And I don't know when that will be or how often that will be. So there's kind of fun little surprises in your um, podcast app too. So let's dig into our quick bite size episode today. So grab your coffee and come sit with me a bit here. And the question we're working through today is how can we intentionally keep the focus more on Christ in our families this year? And one aspect that I want to remind us is because I get caught up in this, and if you've been on Instagram or my group, you've seen me talk about this many times, we can get caught up in our ever-growing to-do list and all these very seemingly good things that are on it. And we can forget or neglect the most important item that should be at the top of our list. And that's time with the Lord. I'm thinking here of that rock and sand illustration. We've, we've all seen it. When I say it, I, I pray it's biblical, but you kind of get the picture I'm painting here. I'm reminded of that illustration. We've all seen it, that if I put all the big rocks in first, I'm able to pour in all that sand around them. But if I reverse it and I put the sand in first, I can't get those big rocks in. And the big rocks are the items that are of primary importance. And time with the Lord is of primary importance. And there's some other issues here. What about things with my family? Like if I'm baking cookies for the whole neighborhood and delivering meals to the poor and needy, and my poor family is getting cheated on dinner, and yikes, they didn't even get any cookies, and they're being neglected, I'm missing it. Or if I'm in a frenzy and I'm aggravated because my calendar is so overbooked, And I'm thinking to myself, I'm kind of frustrated that I even have to meet the basic needs of my own family. Uh, They are not a burden. I'm missing it. I'm missing Jesus there. Our relationship with the Lord and the care of our immediate families is still a priority, 
even during the Christmas season. I get it, friend. There are busy moments, but that should be an exception and not the norm. And our attitudes in those busy times is still an area we need to be seeking God's help with. So now the question, how do we intentionally keep the focus on Christ in our homes? It does begin with our own hearts and attitudes because we do have such an impact in our homes as wives and mothers. And I'm reminded here again of Mary. That first Christmas night was not this pristine, calm moment that we picture when we look at our pretty nativity scenes. Our homes can look anything but calm during this season. But Mary, who treasured and pondered these things in her heart, chose to trust the Lord in the midst of all the chaos, and we're reminded by her actions that true peace doesn't depend on our circumstances. Peace comes when we set our hearts on what's true and lasting and not on temporary earthly things. So let me share a couple quick thoughts on areas that most of us have as part of our Christmas celebration on how we can practically do this in our homes to keep the focus on Christ. So we know we need to start with our own time with the Lord, but how can we practically um, have this look in our homes as we're, as we're really even decorating for Christmas to some degree or preparing different things. And again, this is not meant to be followed as a to-do list. I always lay that out there. This is really to get your own mind thinking how this might look lived out in your own family. So I think your Christmas trees, many of us have Christmas trees. I love the smell of a real tree in our home this time of year. And as I'm sharing this, I have a fake tree this year, which my husband likes to jokingly refer to as a toilet brush. But anyways, (laughs) our ornaments on our tree have changed over time. Um, From before we were believers, we had a lot of Santas and reindeer on there to ones that have meaning in the celebration of the true meaning of Christmas. We have a nail, we have ornaments that are nativity scenes, we have names of Jesus ornaments, and various other ones that point us to Jesus. We still have ornaments from trips that we've taken and gifts given by people too, but it's a sweet moment to share the true meaning of Christmas, and it's such a fun activity to do that as you're decorating the tree together with your family. Make it a fun time with some cookies and Christmas carols playing in the background, And talk about the different ornaments that you're putting up. It's even fun to remember the memories from those ones that you've got from various trips. What about nativity scenes? I collect nativity scenes. I love how they keep Jesus as the center of the celebration. There's one under my tree, in my entryway, and that one stays there year-round on my coffee table. And then there's smaller ones in various rooms of my house. I have one that my grandbabies can play with, and it's a great visual resource when you're doing your Advent reading together. Okay, what about our entertainment this season? We can be very intentional in the books we read and the ones we read together as a family. We can be intentional in what we watch together as a family. We can be intentional on what music we're listening together as a family. There's playlists and various good streaming services for good Christian content or good movies to watch. And I'm not saying here that everything you listen to or watch or read has to be totally Christ-focused, but it's a good time of the year to share with our family the songs and stories of Jesus through even our entertainment. There's nothing wrong with listening to Christmas carols all year, but we just don't seem to do it. So this is a great season to expose your kiddos and yourself really to some solid carols that teach theology. Learn the meaning behind some of the songs so you can share it as a part of your family worship maybe as you sing them together. There's some great carols, things like Silent Night, Holy Night, 
or while shepherds watch their flock. What child is this? Angels we have heard on high. So many others. Um, you can probably do some searching online. There's some great books out that just give the meaning behind the carol, and it really opens up the song to you even more when you're singing it. Um, conversations. Conversations during dinner can be intentional to bring the focus back on Christ. Think about some questions that relate to Christmas and throw out some at the dinner table. Some questions for kids to ponder are things like, what sounds may have been heard in the stable Christmas night? Or what are some amazing facts about the Christmas story? What's your favorite tradition? What's your favorite Christmas carol? It's a great way to take advantage of the spiritual opportunities this time of year brings into our conversation, kind of naturally with friends and family, and even those that aren't believers too. Donald Whitney has a really good resource out of 10 questions to ask at a Christmas Christmas gathering. And I'm going to link it in the show notes. You can, if you Google that though, you would probably be able to find it. But here's just, I'm gonna list three that he has on the list. He, one is, what's the best thing that's happened to you since last Christmas? Another one is, when was your best Christmas ever and why? And number th- another one, a third one is, what's the most meaningful Christmas gift you've ever received? And again, I'll link to that link in the show notes. So, and I love his reminder at the end of the article that you must remember to pray before these times of divinely appointed gatherings. So important. One that I forget too frequently, and I'm so grateful when I do remember to take the time to pray. Okay, and what about our Christmas cards? Um, they can be such an evangelistic tool. They're coming into everybody's house. I don't know where everybody's at, what they read, what they see. Answers in Genesis has some great Christmas cards, and you can always enclose a personalized letter sharing the gospel in your cards too. This year we did photo cards from Shutterfly, and on the back of them there's an area to put text, and I put um, I kind of lay out the gospel presentation there, and I love doing that. I never know who's going to read it. So one of those, as you're putting your cards together and mailing them, pray over each card for the Lord to open that family member's or that friend's heart to Christ. Um, keep a basket for the cards you receive and take the time to pray for the senders. During dinner is a great time to do this and it keeps our hearts others focused. And I love how the Lord uses prayer to remind us of the needs of others around us. And maybe they just need a phone call or a text or even a visit. In serving others, you can do simple things like delivering cookies and Bibles to your local police and fire stations. You can tuck a, tuck a gospel tract inside each Bible, kind of maybe bookmark the gospel of John there. Don't forget to see what needs maybe you can be meeting within your own church family. And also, are there missionaries that you your church supports that you can reach out to with cards and gifts this time of year? Invite your neighbors over for dinner and include them in your time of family worship. And I have a dear friend, my friend Denise, got us started keeping evangelistic gift books that are on hand. I keep them on hand and they're wrapped and ready to hand out wherever we go. They fit in my purse. We keep extras in the car so they're ready to hand out to the cashier at the grocery store or the waitress at a restaurant. Just giving them a gift to say thank you. My hope friend, is that we won't be those stress-laden people we see during the holidays, but we'll be ones filled with grace and love and hearts focused on Jesus and others during this season. And really always, right? Christmas should be a joyous celebration and not a dreaded obligation. So take the time to be intentional and plan a Christ-centered Christmas 
with your family. Jesus is enough always. Thank you, friend, for sharing a moment of your day with me today. 